So are you ever done attaining healthy product management? Yes. Then the problem becomes, how do you maintain it? Keep it maintained. Okay. So I can get to a healthy Ooh. state of things. And then my problem switches from that to maintaining. Now, <laughs> what frequently happens, and I've done this a few times, uh, is I get to a healthy weight or a healthy system and then Christmas comes and I eat all the Christmas cookies and everything else. And now I'm like, okay, how do I get back to that? Because obviously I've fallen out of it. So I have to obtain that again or attain that again. Mm -hmm. If I had stuck with my protocols, you know, everything that I mentioned of what healthy looks like, then I wouldn't have to uh, attain it again. I would have had to maintain it. So I think, yes, you can be done. And be done may take you six months, five years. You may never get there being done. But once you are done, your focus and your problems shift to how do we maintain this? Welcome to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week, a podcast that explores product management and leadership topics through interactive conversations with our product leader panelists conversations that will challenge you to think about your thoughts on the topic and perhaps get you to change your mind. I am Grant Hunter, co-founder of Product Growth Leaders and the host and facilitator for these conversations. Listen, subscribe, and add your voice to the conversation every week in the Product Growth Leaders community. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here from the Product Growth Leaders topic of the week. Steve, it seems like everywhere we go, everybody we talk to, you know, we, we just had the recent uh, topic of the week on burnout. And it seems like, the, you know, most product management organizations are struggling, right? There seems to be a, you know, whether it's burnout, whether it's not being valued. And so this week we decided to talk about healthy product management. Let me ask you this question. Have you seen healthy product management in the wild? <laughs> Ooh, in a while changed the, the my answer. Um, I was, no, I well, said in no. the wild, like in oh, in the life. wild. Uh, you know, I have, and having having said that, I can't think of the company. I'm uh, I'm the name of the company I'm thinking of right now, but uh, I have. I've encountered organizations where I go, wow, you guys do a lot of things right, and I think maybe some of uh, our um, some of the stuff that we see is because we are talking to people who know they don't have healthy product management and they're bringing us in, right? So bias on that we're, yeah. there's a bias there of the people we're talking to. And, you know, for all of us, you know, if they weren't screwed up, they wouldn't need you, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I could argue there's this idea of continual improvement, right? We want to, you know, even if we're healthy, we want to continually be sharpening the saw. Uh, as as uh, Covey would say, but yeah, I, I think there's probably a bias that comes to the people that come to us are mm -hmm. struggling with something. So, well, what we did was we put uh, the question in the community uh, on Monday. What does healthy product management look like? Uh, and Eva came out of the gate real quick, as she always tends to do anymore. She's not here on the call today. Healthy product management is where leadership treats employees with as much treats employees with as much empathy as the product managers treat their customers. There are no egos. Uh, there are no ju judgments. And I thought that was a really nice way to think about it, right? 
when it comes to empathy and 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 where we're going and those types of things. Uh, can I can I respond to that? Um, yes, please. I, I wonder if like th there is what's healthy and then there's what's ideal. Like you're never going to get an environment where there are no eagles. Uh, yeah. I think it's important to like just address that. You know that would be great, but you are operating in companies that are anywhere from like one to now 50,000 probably. And in terms of organizational size that matters, it's usually around 500 tops, but still like <laughs> you're going to get egos. Like the, the question is, how are they managed? How are they yeah. incorporated? Are the, are the egos fed or are the egos tempered, right? Yeah. Okay. I'd love to get other thoughts on that. Is, is it possible? I mean, you, you hear people, at least in sports, you know, check your egos at the door and that type of stuff. Is that something that's possible? Charles? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, in any organization and thus any product organization, um, everybody, although they act in a coordinated manner towards coordinated goals, is ultimately acting out of self-interest, right? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And we like to think that people are thinking about how the broader organism and the health of the organism works and all that kind of jazz. Um, but ultimately it just plain breaks down to the goals and interests of the self. Yeah. Um, if we are talking about what, um, what constitutes healthy and may, that's a great point because there's a big fat difference between what's ideal and what's going to be an organization. Healthy for me means that everybody is engaged in what they're doing, that they're informed with what they need to be informed with in order to do their job, that they're acting in a coordinated manner and that they have leadership that is willing to give them the leeway and the flexibility to do that. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of teams that work well together because they are engaged and they're interested and just plain, quite frankly, they're willing to hustle. <laughs> One sec. <laughs> it's not COVID. Um, <laughs> um, and, but so... I, when I say hustle, I don't mean in the uh, Mr. Musk has just taken over Twitter and everybody's yeah. giving over their lives to the company, but that when it's time to work, we're willing to work and we're willing to work towards a common goal and 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 work with, um, uh, in a, like I said, an engaged, informed and coordinated way with the people that we work with. And so even if that team isn't the best of the best, we're not necessarily talking major leaguers here, even relatively new people, if they're approaching it with that, then they can get some good things done. No, I, I love that. It actually made me think of an exercise that I, I, I'm, I'm doing uh, where somebody gave me this, make a list of all the things that you do and separate in the two lists. One is loathe, things you loathe doing, things that take your energy uh, and things that you love doing, things that give you energy. Uh, and uh, sorry, my phone was ringing. Sorry about that. Uh, but I think, Charles, back to your point, I think that if we if we get this place where we can be like that, we're doing more things we love that energize us than we're doing things that we loathe that take energy away from us. That's I, I could see healthy going there. You, you sort of made me think about that. Uh, Jason Weber said, it's funny because he's never been in a situation where he thought it was truly healthy. Uh, he, he thinks healthy is allowing product managers to do what they do best and limit as much of the external distractions as possible. 
and utilize the PM input to make proper strategic decisions. And Calvin, how did you react to that? Do you remember? Hey. Unicorns and rainbows, right? <laughs> I just, I just, I mean, I just read it and just kind of, I just kind of laughed about it because it's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> But you you went into strategies, efforts, and resources are designed to solve market and segment problems. Talk to me more about your thoughts. Well, I mean, I I think what happens is that we end up going down. We, we there sometimes is a a focus on those things that are, that are not what we're really trying to solve. You know, we we end up going down this. You know, we end up you know taking a right turn and going down a a road that's it takes us away from, um, you know, what our real intent is and that, you know, the real focus is, is, is trying to solve a customer problem and not some of the other nonsense that, that um, we get dragged into. Yeah. And it would seem to me, if I look at, I can think of a couple of places, I, not that I've worked at, I've tried to make healthy product management when I was a leader, but sometimes there are things outside of that. But when I look at companies that I would hold up as maybe where I've seen healthy product management, the one of the core things is the whole leadership team was aligned behind markets and problems, right? They got the idea that we were solving problems for markets full of customers, and they didn't let the, the shiny object or the big deal really take away from that. And I think that's a place where healthy could come in with that. Uh, May, in, in your district, well, go ahead, Joy. Uh, if I can just interrupt rudely, um, one thing that I'm noticing is May kind of, you know, her comment made me aware of it, and this may be more about the state that I'm in right now, um, but when you say healthy product management is different from ideal product management, and kind of what Steve said, just because people are doing product management right, that doesn't mean that it's healthy, so I, yeah. I feel like you can be doing ideal product management you can be doing things right but it's still toxic it i was thinking more it's like a healthy environment um and i said healthy product management has healthy product leadership and i i think those are two different things healthy and ideal i could completely and totally agree and i, and I was gonna have may dig in on that a little more right we talk about doing product management right what I think in my head, when I'm in, in this came from our conversation last week when we talked about healthy product management, I think it was more the organiz the product management organization versus the product management process, although I think a good process could help with a good create a healthy organization. Calvin, you have a comment and then I want to get to May. Yeah, uh, yeah, quickly. That's and one of the other the other thing that I wrote, which which I think addresses some of the the questions that the joy is raising is that the product sometimes the product management and the, and the toxicity of the of a product management organization is reflective of the the organization as a whole and if the organization as a whole is less toxic there's a, a, a good chance that product management as well won't be toxic no i i completely agree in uh Joy actually had suggested earlier this week we do a uh topic of the week on toxic company or toxic manager which is worse so i think we may get into that at some point uh but may i'd like to i'd love to dig into 
your thoughts, right? It, you said if you have good product leadership, healthy product management has nothing to do with product management, but the context in which product management exists. And again, I think this is where my head was when I wrote the question, because I think going back to the conversations we've had before, talk to me about your, your thoughts. Well, like coming from the perspective of product operations, which is like the context in which product management exists, it's a lot more than just how do you do product management? It's how do you do product management in the context that you have to work in and how fast is your company scaling at the same time, right? What is healthy today is not the same as when you add 10% more people, 20% more people, you just restructured, you um, added a new uh, product line, whatever it might be, uh, product management has to evolve and healthy is not a state. Um, so what I feel is healthy because like, I don't think any of us have really truly, like, or at least very few of us have ever really truly experienced what health what a healthy environment feels like. I mean, there are aspects of jobs that we've loved in the past that felt healthy, I'm sure, right? Um, so what is it about that? And for me, like my best experience is when we are moving in the right direction. So in my opinion, healthy means it, it is an organization that's moving towards working better and um, the, people feel like, like uh, going back to Charles' point about like engage and um, people who are interested in the work, it's, it's that and people also wanna push things forward and things are moving in the right direction. So you come into work um, on day one versus day 90, you feel like it's a slightly different job, but it's better because it's a place where you wanna work more. Um, not not like work more as in more hours, but like you're enjoying your work more as a result of that positive change. So I think it's not it's not a status. Like it's not you are healthy versus you're not. It's today how are people feeling, and tomorrow are people feeling better. Yeah, I, and it gets into some directionality of it. If you were at, uh, I'm writing a piece on the life cycle of product management in organizations, and one of the phases is atrophy, right? If you're at a product management organization in atrophy and somebody comes in and starts reinventing and evolving and moving the direct way, hypothetically, you could be not as good or not as healthy as other product management organizations, but because you're better than you were 90, 180 days ago, you're moving in the right direction, directionality, we're going to feel more healthy about it. I can see that. And to your point of it's not a state, Corey had put the question in there. I had sort of, sort of question on it. Uh, it meaning it's it's not a it, it's it's an it's always changing it's always moving is that what you meant by it's not like a, a fixed state like solid or liquid <laughs> okay. i mean that's how i feel about it um i yeah. i have a chemistry background so for me states are like <laughs> um, the context in which it exists and therefore it's in the state yeah no i i, I get it Corey, your thoughts. So I, uh, the word I picked apart this week was healthy. And what does it mean to be healthy? Uh, and that's where I went back to what does it mean to be a healthy person? Right. Uh, I, you know, there's some criteria that I, I would use. People have used, others have said, you know, if you're, if you're in a state of health, it looks like this. Uh, yeah. And if you're not healthy, it looks like this. Uh, 
And there's varying degrees of that, right? You can, you can be in a state of better health than you were yesterday, or you could be in a state of worse health than you were, uh, you know, trying to get better or whatever it is. Uh, and so I, I applied those same kind of guidelines for uh, healthy product managers. I did do management. I did managers. Okay. Maybe I, I don't know if that's a distinction without a difference, but um, yeah, it's good sources of information on customer business problems. Uh, you've got good measurements for things, um, you know, usage churns, things like that. Um, <laughs> you, you have some time to think about what you're doing um, and and plan out some ideas or work through some things uh, and a few things to do. And then the conversations and uh, any updates you have with customers, uh, your team or your company, you're getting those out pretty regularly. So you're having good, positive conversations um, about some of those things. And that's what I would say is probably a healthy product manager. Um, and when I feel like I'm doing my best, those are the things that I think um, are happening. On an individual level. And if you have multiple people feeling healthy about it, you maybe have a yeah. healthy organization. Uh, although there's always the external factors uh, right. when it comes to that. Joy, I want to get back to you. Uh, you talked about uh, healthy leadership. I want to ask the question then, what does healthy leadership look like? Healthy leadership is more than just words. Healthy leadership is uh, supporting you. You know, I've had managers say that, oh, I'm here to support you. I'm here to make you look good. And they're just words. Um, healthy leadership is um, shielding you, <laughs> uh, possibly from toxic toxicity in the other company, uh, the rest of the company. It's shielding you from politics. Um, it's ensuring that you can focus on the right things and be an ideal product management state doing the right things um, for your customers and for the product. And last but not least, uh, making you feel good about yourself and that you're doing good things. I love that. I think that's some great points right there. Corey. So, uh, Joy, I'm, I'm reacting to the healthy leadership is shielding the team from toxic behaviors healthy leadership healthy leadership is getting rid of toxic behaviors so they don't exist to be shielded from if only that could be the case it if... can be it can be it's possible if people were willing to do the work that needed to do that some of them aren't okay because charles has got you back to the self right <laughs> So I was I was kind of chuckling a little bit, and I was also glad I was on mute because my my chair apparently needs a little bit of grease added oh, to it. it my, my my phone already started ringing, so we're all good on this call. You know, okay, great, right, right on, cool. Well, with any luck, my clock will ring the bottom of the hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so I've I've worked in very very large companies, and there are pockets of I like working with those people. And there are significantly larger pockets of people who are just attempting to cope. And for the most part, all of the lower level people are acting out of goodwill. But nevertheless, as soon as those groups end up needing to compete with each other, um, that's where this, you know, kind of toxicity that we've been talking about. And if we're picking apart healthy, is the healthy that we're going to keep on living forever? that we have the vitality to be able to withstand the things that are coming in from around us? Um, or are we just focusing on the toxicity thing, I think would be kind of a question that we're talking about here. Um, but for me, um, 
ultimately everybody is going to be acting out of their own self-interest in those larger organizations. And it's really nice and comfy to have an umbrella protecting you, right? Mm -hmm. You need to have that thing that is creating that environment that then it, it sits down and sets the tone for the organization below it. But this person can't control what happens here. And if these people are a bad scene, well, then, you know, you've got something else to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, it's like, you know, ultimately, uh, you, uh, a lot of uh, companies are really into environmental uh, claims right now and how they're working towards improving the environment. They're not doing that because they're good people. They're doing it because they get the headlines that are coming out of it. And so I think that we can liken back the goal of having a healthy workplace is actually just a necessary evil for larger organizations, because that's what they need in order to retain the talent to continue to function. What, what yeah. was that, Corey? Corey, say it, say, well, say it loud, what you just uh, put in the chat there. So, yeah, that's one of those things where, you know, you can extend people's life long past when they, I don't want to say should be alive because shooting is a bad thing. <laughs> but, I mean, there are people who are just hanging on, right, for dear life, but they their quality of life just sucks. And do you want to live at a company that sucks just to last a long time? Or do you want to have a better job at a better company? Uh, it, uh, to me, and that's what I've learned, is I'd rather have a better job at a better company than want to poke my eyes out every day that I have to work for somebody. My, my, my wife, when we met, worked for a major Belco, the regional Belco here. Uh, and she's talked about how it was like everybody in their cubes just kept their heads down. They never wanted to be noticed. They never wanted to be. And to, to, to me, Corey, that's what you're talking about there. That is, you know, these are the people who they're getting a paycheck, you know, they, mm -hmm. they're getting it, but they don't, they're happy being at a toxic organization as long as they keep their job and keep their head down. Uh, that's not for me. I wouldn't call that health healthy. Uh, you know, I, I look back, I look back on my time as a product leader and, and, and you know, I feel good. I, I, I was a, an air cover for my team guy. I was a get them out of the weeds, right? Let them focus on their job type of person. Notice also that we have not said a healthy project manager is one who pays you enough and is a, a short commute to work, uh, whatever that looks like. That's not healthy. That's like criteria you use to pick a job, but that's not healthy at all. Yeah. Well, if, I, you, if you choose to put your could, head down fact, job because you're getting a check. It could factor in, you know, if the company, if the product leadership product management leadership supports a work-life balance that could be something that would factor into that steve you've been awful quiet and i'm wondering if i don't have a healthy product management here at our company <laughs> have you been biting well, your tongue because yeah no uh, i'm enjoying hearing what everyone else has to say and 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 uh, you know i've been kind of pondering myself you know what do i think healthy looks like and i i think healthy looks like competence uh, that all the departments with whom we work are competently staffed and managed and that there is respect among organizations and <clears throat> certainly there has been there have been cases in the past where i have found uh you know salespeople lacking respect for developers and vice versa uh, my uh, a story i have told a number of times um, I, I, I don't know if here, um, 
I came to a company and the president said, you know, development is broken. Can you help us with that? And I said, well, maybe let me find out. And I went to development and said, I hear you guys are broken. Uh, and uh, a long series of things happened, but I figured out where it was broken was in the executive team that every week they got together and completely changed the company strategy. Uh, and the developers had gotten to a point where they don't work on anything for a month to see if it's still around a month from now. Yeah. So anyway, uh, to me, healthy is is competence within a department and respect across departments. I like that. Competence within a department and respect across the departments. And you know, one of my jokes is, is uh, nothing seems hard to people who don't have to do it. Right. Uh, and yet, you know, I think in many cases, developers look at sales and says and, and say, you know, that's that looks hard to me. You know, going out and, and pitching product and having people say no to you so often. Uh, and yet so often salespeople don't have that same respect for development. They're like, it's how hard is it? I mean, it's just code. Right. And I'm like, great. Here's a keyboard. Start typing. <laughs> Yeah, no, turns out uh, it's a little harder than anybody realized. But you know, I think respect is an important thing, which also comes from the top, I suspect. And, and I've been in places where it, within a function, whether it's product or development, they thought they had a healthy function, but they weren't getting that second part, that respect across the organization. So within right. the team, and where I've seen this most is these development teams that are like avid agilists. And it's like they're doing practicing agile they're not building products they're more focused on that so they they were great they were doing their stand-ups they were learning they were growing but they weren't like getting stuff accomplished they weren't getting stuff done and they had fun together they were healthy together but they weren't delivering stuff mm -hmm. you know so interesting any last thoughts on that first question uh what does healthy product management look like before we go to the poll So the poll question on Wednesday, what is the barrier to healthy product management that is hardest to find or create? And our options were leadership that cares, uh, working and learning from great people, uh, proper resources and time, support for, profit mark, uh, support for proper market discovery, and other it depends. Uh, May, I'm going to start with you. You you were the person, you came in uh, working and learning from great people, one of the ones that came in at 10%. Talk to me about your thoughts. I might have clicked the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I was going for leadership that cares, but I clicked the wrong button. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, pretend like I voted for the right thing. Um, so I think it's hard to get great people in. And like the only way to get great people in is if they share your vision. Um, I remember reading somewhere uh, that great people join a company because of the vision and they stay because of the leadership, right? So a lot, you need both. And it's rare to get both across an entire organization, because even if you think of a, the best place you've ever worked, there's probably someone there you, that you didn't like. And almost always that someone is in a position of power. And it, it's, it's true, like this is the way it is. Um, there are 
I'm sure there are anomalies out there, but even the best people will eventually outgrow a growing business, right? Like you have yeah. great leadership, your company grows, and then there comes a time where you don't know how to operate in that space anymore because it's not your expertise or you've never done it before, or you're unwilling to change because you've built something and you're really attached to it, right? Like it's normal. So I feel like maintaining that that um, place with great people is extremely difficult. Um, it's why there's so many topics about like company culture and how you uh, quote maintain it, which it's you, you don't maintain culture. It evolves from how you hire and who you bring in and how people work together. Um, so I think like maintaining the great people if you already have it or creating a space that attracts great people is exceptionally difficult but that stems from leadership and leadership not not only cares but are competent and engaged and do the right things and are experienced etc yeah no i, I agree I, and I see i i did vote for leadership that cares but i make working and learning with great people i only have once been on a team that i thought was amazing everybody on the team was amazing the weirdest thing or greatest thing is every single person on that team thought they were the weakest link every mm -hmm. single person thought they were the weakest link and so i look at working and learning from great people it's so elusive right uh i've i have found leadership that cares more often than i have found uh teams of people i'm, I'm working with and learning from that are great to work with uh so maybe i'll defend your answer and you just defended mine uh joy you also were in leadership that carries and obviously that goes you know it doesn't surprise me any any other thoughts on that um yeah again probably because of the state i'm in that was my uh, you know gut reaction leadership that cares but then there were some comments well what do they care about <laughs> yeah. so leadership that cares about you leadership that cares about the product the company the problem that we're solving and i think once you have that then you are working and learning from great people. You, they care to get the proper resources and time and support for prop, you know, proper market discovery all comes from leadership that cares about the right things. So often these answers could be like lead to each other, right? What's the root cause? Because if you have leadership that cares, you can actually have a better chance of building teams that work and learn from each other that have a great time and you have proper resources and time and you have the support to do that discovery. Corey, I think, Joy referenced you as somebody who talked about what do they care about. You know, any 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 more two cents on that? Yeah, it's it's the leadership for me. It's just you know, are they setting the right environment for the, the for the right things to happen, or are they perpetuating the bad things by either ignoring them or wishing they would go away? Yeah. No, it makes a ton of sense. I, I get that. Calvin, you you went with. Uh, the support for proper market discovery. And it sort of aligns with your answer from Monday. Yeah, I mean, for me, and I guess it's something that, that I mean, my answer is probably reflective like joys of what, we're, what I'm dealing with now. Sometimes, I mean, we're in environments where, where you know, leadership will say, yeah, we know the problem. And, and not taking the time to invest in the possibility that their assumption may be wrong. So yeah. it's really understanding what problem we're so trying to solve, who we're trying to solve for, and and I, I think in most of the organizations that I've that I've been in, there's not been enough due diligence due diligence on that, you know, with the exception of um, 
in earlier an earlier major shipping company located in Memphis where <laughs> <laughs> where there was kind of an implosion and we had to kind of steal back and say, all right, wait a minute, let's go out and understand. And we really attacked understanding what you know what customers wanted. But that was after the fact, after things kind of imploded. Yeah. Um, you know, in companies going forward that there was just not enough product discovery prior to you're going down the road of creating the product. So part part of getting healthy in in the organization is to make sure we're starting with markets and problems and we're going that way. Yeah, and I, I mean it's, I and I, I think that that the the knowledge of that, you know, the 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 understanding that that's important is important. Yeah, I get it. I make makes some sense to me. Yeah, uh, Charles Topping. If you were gonna, vote, I don't think you voted, or did you? No, I, I didn't. The funny thing is, I was on the phone with Steve, and he says, "Oh, which is the hardest one?" And he explained to me what the poll was, and I said, "Leadership." He says, "Yeah, leadership's the first one." Um, but uh, I, I will make a point here about let's just talk about sheer probability of being able to work with people that you like or that are good, right? And let's call them exactly the same thing. So if if just as a thought exercise, let's say that you've got a 50-50 chance that an individual is going to be good or bad, right? To make it yeah. really distilled down. And there's three people on the team. That means that there's 50-50 times 50-50 times 50-50. Each one has a one in eight chance of happening. The likelihood of you getting all three people are bad is one in eight. The likelihood that all three people are going to be good is one in eight. And so every other opportunity is going to be a mix of the good and the bad. And that's why it's so hard to find that team of even just your core team of being the people, even if you're attempting to select for it, that it's so hard to just find that because it really is a sliver. And so if you find yourself in that condition where you think, gosh, this is the product organization that is running the way that I would really want it to, then hold on to it while you can. But the other ones are all different mixes of other things. And if you're on that other one and eight, then leave. Yeah. But there's oh, a certain I... amount of acceptance that we're all going to make that even just on a three-person team with that thought exercise, the vast majority of the opportunities are going to be uh, you know, mixed. It's why rolling a seven is the most likely thing in, in, a, in a two dice game, right? Yeah, I, it's interesting because the more you were talking about this and the more I was thinking about my experience, I think I would change my vote to working and learning with great people. It's the hardest or most elusive to find. You just gave me the math of it, right? More, the more factors there are, the harder it is. Uh, Steve, did you vote? I did not. And, you know, my inclination is to vote for leadership since everybody else did, because I'm, you know, I can be a follower. Um, but I, you know, I, I want to, I'm going to take uh, May's accidental answer. And so take her vote away and I'll take working and learning from great people. Now you're making me feel more confident about the stuff because we're we're healthy. We're working and learning from great people each other, right? There we are. There we are. Um, I think like one experience I've had was I was working with absolutely incredible ICs um, and we were struggling with, you know, a, a couple people in management or leadership. So, um, but even then we still were able to get things done from like 
the product managers being able to work with people. Like, yes, there were a few more struggles. Yes, it was really hard to get changes pushed, which is, I mean, what I do. But um, at the end of the day, it still felt good because most of the people we worked with, going back to Charles's comment, is like, they were all great people and we were still engaged, even though we were frustrated um, because like we were still working with amazing people. Uh, the, the problem came when, you know, when people stopped complaining. So one of the things I wrote in my answer was, uh, you know, you can tell when things are really unhealthy when people stop complaining. Uh, at least I think that was the quiet that last week. Uh, let's, let's not call it that, but, but okay. the phrase has no meaning. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's like when people stop complaining, it's because they stop caring. They're not engaged anymore. So I think it's important to keep that in mind. Um, as long as you have people that care, they will probably complain. And that's a good sign. I like that. I do like that. All right, let's go to our first question. As a product leader, what would your approach be to attain healthy product management? I know it's not a state. I had already written the question. Mary. What would your approach be to attain it? To, 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 strive, to maybe get, move towards it, to, to, to make positive movement? Corey. Uh approach to obtain healthy product management. <clears throat> I don't know. You, I'd probably you go take back over a product organization that is not healthy. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd go back to those four things I listed it, you know, do we have good data? Do we have good conversations? Are we making frequent updates and do people have time to work through issues? Um, and if you don't, which one is the most glaringly obvious of, you know, what good might look like or healthy might look like and fix that one or where are you already close and can be a little bit better with that? Yeah. I, when I, my last product leadership job, the first week I spent just talking to everybody in the team to understand their issues and, you know, what was going on, uh, their complaints, their, you know, I, open book. Yeah. I can't fix it if I don't know. Uh, and there's some things you can't fix, right. That they're, that are above you. But for me, it was having that, starting with that dialogue, right. Understanding, what's working, what's not in their mind, you know, where, where I can make, and that's where I was able to find some quick wins, uh, you know, to be that umbrella, right. To, to, to provide that air cover, uh, to enable them to get them out of the weeds and certain things, uh, you know, first, you know, to, to, to May's point, right. If you're moving in the right direction, it doesn't matter what, you know, it, it's starting to feel a little healthier. Uh, and maybe that's it. It's, it's a directionality thing. Calvin. Yes. And so you're thinking, I was thinking exactly what you, what you said, building a place of trust, you know, so, there's a, so that's, the team feels comfortable airing those, those, uh, those, cons those concerns, you know, both those that are healthy and those that are, are both, are, those, both those are unhealthy, like toxic mm -hmm. and um, areas of opportunity to, uh, to uh, build the team better, whatever that looks like. I love it. Charles, what about you? Uh, you set the tone, right? You as an individual are a tone setter. And if you set a tone that is upfront, that is strong, that is protecting people from the things going on around them, that lets them do what it is that they want to do. So 
you know, aside from what Corey said, which would be the operational steps of things that we're looking at, the comment I'll bring is just being a, t a positive, strong tone setter for we get this done. Um, and I have personally used that dozens and dozens of times walking into a room where it's time to make everything happen now. Um, and that's about standing up and setting the tone for what everybody else is going to be doing. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it, it's, it's being a leader, right? It's actually being a leader uh, in, in helping set that tone. Uh, Joy. Yeah, I like all of these answers, setting the tone, um, interview, you know, talking to the people on the team. And I would just add to that, that if there's a cancer on the team, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah there's an old uh, great line for hiring, which is hire slow, fire fast. Yeah. And most companies do the opposite. <laughs> In one case, I was working with a QA person who had been cast out of development. Uh, and the, the president said, yeah, but he knows all this stuff, you know, let's put him someplace where he can do no harm. Let's make him the head of QA. And he became the release prevention department. And, uh, we had a release where the developers and I came in on the weekend to do all the QA tests without letting anyone know. And then we introduced, I mean, we relaunched the product the following week and uh, what's his name went crazy and went to the president and said, Steve, release this without QA. And I said, no, 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 I released it having completed all the QA tests. I just didn't involve the QA department, um, which kind of gets back to um, maybe an unhealthy toxicity in the organization. Well, if, if, if there are, and that goes back to your respect across the organization, right? Yeah. So we, we need to be doing that type of stuff. And, and that's where that's, I was going to go. You know, I, at my first step as a, uh, as a product leader was to instill competence in my team, making sure that they had clarity on roles and clarity on process, and then socialize product management across teams because Considering that few product managers know what their job is, it's it's uh, not surprising that development and sales and marketing isn't very clear on what the job is. Yeah, I you know, I'd say that more than fifty percent of the product leaders we talk to are struggling with getting the senior leadership to understand the value of product management and and, and what they should be doing in the strategic mm -hmm. and business role of product management. And as such, you know, part of it, you know. We're sort of building a you know a, a a plan right we need to have the operational stuff as corey talked about we need to have the set the tone that charles was talking about right make sure we're providing air cover but we also need to make sure that we are helping the organization understand the value of product management both the senior leadership team and our, our partner teams right the development design whoever else we're working with uh in in you know maybe as part of that you're doing your discovery there let's sit down and talk with the head of development understand what their issues and problems are, where do we need to fix some stuff, where are things going wrong? Uh, you know, I, I was talking with a product leader yesterday, they were struggling with, you know, requirements and, and consistency and writing requirements. I'm like, have you sat down with the development team and said, what does a good problem story look like, right? If you, you know, that's a first place to start. Let's start with making sure we're, we're, we're setting the same expectations with them. Uh, with where we're going. So I, this is all coming together nicely, sort of a multiple prong approach to do it. So May is going to top it off. Yeah. 
Um, so as you're going in and learning the context and asking people what their problems are, right? Uh, one thing, one really important question to ask yourself is, is this something you can fix? Um, because there are organizations that are extremely resistant to change, is resistant to change. And there are organizations where everyone's like, this is broken and I want to love what I do. So th that, I think it's first about that attitude. Second, when people complain, they say, I need a roadmap so we have clarity, right? But that's not the underlying problem. Anytime someone complains, it's always about, it's always like probably two or three levels above the actual core source of the problem. And it's all about understanding and then addressing the systemic blockers underneath it. Because yeah, you can put band-aids on things and sometimes that's the quick way when you need to hold the organization together for the next three months, but mm -hmm. that's not gonna solve the actual problems. Like if you go and fix an underlying systemic core problem, maybe it's an agreement that's missing between mm -hmm. groups. Um, or like maybe it's like an actual process that you need and I hate the process word. Uh, so like maybe it's something like that that you need in order to get things to move in the right direction. But like you need to do that work to really dig down and understand, okay, what is actually broken? Yeah, this is missing, but like this is missing because of this, which is, which is broken because um, the leadership don't talk to each other or we're just like not telling people what we're doing. There's no visibility, there's no transparency. What is it? Like, are we not agreeing? Are we not sharing with Dev what the roadmap was? Like that that might yeah. be it. That, that might just, you know, having a conversation might actually solve 90% of your problems. So um, really digging down into that core problem is the best thing you can do, in my opinion. So unearth what are the core root cause, root problems that are causing it mm -hmm. to be unhealthy. And, and then prioritize because there's probably a giant pile of them. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure there is. I mean, yeah. in everything we do, right? It gets me to the next question. Are you ever done? Right? Is it ever done? Are you ever done attaining healthy product, product management? Yeah, when you're two feet up and six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> When you die, that's the only time you're done. <laughs> Calvin, answer well, that. What is, what is the definition of done, Calvin? I don't know that answer, but it sounds like something out of the Agile framework. <laughs> I, mean, but, <laughs> I mean, for me, I don't know if you're ever done, right? It, it, Mark, are you ever done being healthy? Are you ever done attaining health? I mean, you know, you, you get older, you need to exercise more. You need to eat less salt. You need to, you know, cut out all those poisons out of your life. I mean, yeah. so you're, you're never done. Unless you're never you done healthy. being healthy. Although I do love out. those old people in Russia who say, oh, I've had, I've had vodka every day and, and, and a pack of cigarettes every day. And I'm like, living the dream. <laughs> I just Dude, think you're going to pry that salt from my cold dead hands. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Corey. So are you ever done attaining healthy product management? Yes. 
then the problem becomes how do you maintain it? Keep it maintain. Okay. So I can get to a healthy Ooh. state of things, and then my problem switches from that to maintaining. Now, <laughs> what frequently happens, and I've done this a few times, uh, is I get to a healthy weight or a healthy system, and then Christmas comes and I eat all the Christmas cookies and everything else. And now I'm like, okay, how do I get back to that? Because obviously I've fallen out of it. So I have to obtain that again or attain that again. Mm -hmm. If I had stuck with my protocols, you know, everything that I mentioned of what healthy looks like, then I wouldn't have to uh, attain it again. I would have had to maintain it. So I think, yes, you can be done. And be done may take you six months, five years. You may never get there being done. But once you are done, your focus and your problem shift to how do we maintain this and keep it going? I, I love that. I, I, I've been writing about this idea of continual improvement, right? If you do get to healthy product management, how do you just continually sharpen that saw and improve it so you don't atrophy, you don't eat all the cookies and have to, to re, you know, Re but that's, I, I want to call that out as that's very individualistic. And when you're talking about, by the time you get to healthy, it's you're probably at some sort of slightly larger scale, right? Yep. So I think it's important to call it um, continuous improvement. Like if you think about it from a manufacturing perspective, mm -hmm. the likelihood that you're going to retool an entire factory is highly unlikely, right? Mm -hmm. So by the time you get to the state, you're probably pretty optimized. Um, and the I feel like when you attain a thing that doesn't require a huge amount of change, but you have people dedicated to continuous improvement like you do in a lot of um, physical, Lean manufacturing, Places. always. Yeah, looking at. not just manufacturing, but like, you know, grocery stores have continuous improvement people. Mm -hmm. um, so, where, wherever you have continuous improvement, where you're focusing on like smaller optimizations, as opposed to like here when we're talking about major organizational transformations, which is where I think most people are at right now. Like, I don't, like, it's hard to get to the place where you can even just think about, you know, we're talking about small transformations because the the companies that we generally come across as product managers are not places that are ready for that yet, right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, in a way you can say, well, manufacturing definitely isn't there, but they're on a totally different time scale, right? Like when you're yeah. talking about software, it's much faster. Like things evolved a lot faster and we have the leeway and the leverage to evolve a lot faster. So I think it's, it's, it's important to think about like in terms of like, are you putting in the effort and the resources to do that minor continuous improvement? Cause it does make a huge difference. Like otherwise, you know, there's no way manufacturing with their tight, tight, uh, narrow profit margins are going to invest in that, yeah. but it, they still do. Why? But you're, you're looking at continuous improvement versus main, maintaining, right? Maintaining is keeping a status quo or continuous yeah. improvement is getting better. I'm, I'm trying so, to work between the two phrases. Yeah. So I'm talking about continuous improvement as in like not just maintenance. I don't think yeah. it's healthy to maintain ever. Um, and it's like people are like, we want to maintain our, our great culture. And like, first of all, you don't have a great culture. But <laughs> second of all, you can't maintain a culture. There's no such thing. Right. You got to evolve it um, or you yeah. got to grow it. No, I, I, I get that. I like that. Uh, yeah. Steve, thoughts? 
I'm still stuck on uh, Corey's remark, which is, May, you're older than you've ever been, and you will always continue to get older. That's true of everybody. It's true. That it's it's hurtful. I hate to burst your bubble, May, but <laughs> indeed. Oh, but then you're getting to actual age versus body age, and you know, there, there's ways to figure. As we can way. have debates about that too. But, but nonetheless, anyone, I mean, you're never you're never done, right? Yeah, uh, it's like uh, owning a house. You know, the uh, you want to replace the carpet because that will freshen the the look but the roof leaks. So, you know, you got to prioritize the maintenance over the improvements, but at some point there's no more maintenance and it's time to start, you know, redoing the bathrooms and replacing the carpet and doing improvements. And I think all, all of our life is that way. It's, you know, the way we deal with our own health, the way we deal with a healthy house and the way we deal with a healthy team. Can we rephrase uh, this instead of healthy product management is the healthy lifestyle of product management? So I so <laughs> I, I'm stuck on I can clean my office and it's clean for like five minutes and then somebody messes it up. Uh, it's and not that's usually you, it, shh, Steve. Um, <laughs> I could clean it, but to keep it clean that takes a lot of work. And I may decide, you know, after five minutes or after five days that hey, I'd like this bucket of bills over here instead of over here because it's out of my line site. that's an improvement maybe um but i still have to work to maintain that it, it is not just it sits yeah. there and i you know it's not a museum yeah it's not a museum yet and even yeah. a museum needs to be dusted and uh maintained even so though some, the you know there's no one living maintaining, there maintaining some things are improving but it's always happening yes all right, I think we can do nice that. Nice wrap up. I, I, yeah, needed to get on the lightning round. Uh, why is striving for healthy product management important? Calvin. You're on mute. Mental health and well-being. Mental and health good, and well-being, yeah. It's also good, for, it's good for the organization because, I mean, ultimately you're, you're looking to build um, products to solve problems for customers. So are you going to do everybody's answer, Calvin? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Mental health, <laughs> mental wellness, wellness. I can't even speak. It's good for your organization to deliver stuff. Charles topping. The bottom line. It's good for the bottom line. Love that. Joy. I'm going to plus one Calvin and say mental health. And wellness. Mental health and wellness. Corey. Agree. Mental health. Mental health. Your mental health, by the way. Your mental health. Well, yeah. and other people's mental health too. I I I they they have their own problems. I have mine. <laughs> All right. May. Human human beings spend 20% of our adult lives working. So we might as well be happy. So that's just another way of saying mental wellness. It's beyond that. Okay, I like that. Steve. I'm gonna go back to an old favorite, morale. Um, yes. Similar to, but a little different there. I wanna change my answer. Okay, Corey. Sanity. Sanity, mm -hmm. I, I like that. 
I'm going to sort of do an uh, amalgamation of them delivering results, bottom line, while being sane and with mental health. <laughs> Bring them all together. <laughs> That's what we need it for. That's what we need to do. What a great conversation in uh, a great panel. Corey, Calvin, Charles, Joy, May, Steve, thank you so much for an amazing conversation. It really got me thinking about healthy product management and what is that and how do we attain it and where do we go with it? And, you know, I, I'm already ruminating on some things right now, uh, maybe things to write, maybe things for the future, but thank you guys so much. We do this every week uh, on Mondays. The question goes in the community on Wednesdays. The poll goes in on Fridays. We have these amazing calls. So thank you everybody. Have a great weekend. See you next week in the community. So long. Thanks for listening to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. If you haven't yet, go to your Apple, Android, or favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. For more great content and to participate in the Topic of the Week conversations, go to community.productgrowthleaders.com and join the conversation.